Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I am Dylan Murray, and welcome to Victory Through Guts, Episode 8, WrestleMarine Pad 1990, the big one, the biggest show of the year. 6,200 people packed into the Yokohama Buchan Gymnasium. That's a mouthful to say. I am obviously your host, Dylan, which I just said, and my co-host, Alex. Please introduce yourself. Hello. Is this not Episode 9, or am I just mistaken entirely? Man, if you just ruined my entire intro, I swear... I, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure this is 8. This is definitely 8, Are you not yeah. counting the FMW special? No, I, I counted I that. That was like 7. Wrong. Oh, okay. That's that 7. Okay. Come on, I man. this was 9. Get a clue. Uh-huh. Get a clue. <laughs> Sorry. Keep okay. with the program, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> we have heat already, uh, but we are ready oh, to yeah. talk about Reform Marine Piad, so it's it's great. We're, you know, we're, it's all good. Once we start talking about this amazing three-hour show, we will be all good. Oh yeah, for sure. This was a yeah, it was it was three hours, so I think we both watched it in like pieces. Um at one point I started watching it with some of my friends from Comfortably Hopeless, which they don't need a shout out because fuck them. But I was watching it with <laughs> them and you know they, they gave me a bit of like uh normie stances on <laughs> on the on the later half of the show. And so that was fun. The first half I watched by myself, obviously. Alex, I'm pretty sure you watched it in pieces too, correct? Yeah, I watched the first three matches on Saturday and then the, the rest of them on Sunday. Yes. Uh so it was it was a pretty solid show. I wouldn't say there was any like weak points even. Um even the kickboxing match I found very enjoyable, which we will get into in the second match of the show, of course. But yeah, I, I just wanna thank you guys for listening. If this is your first time, welcome. If you're a recurring listener, thank you very, very much for supporting us. Um I guess we should get right into it. Like I said, 6,200 fans in this Yokohama bunkin, Bunka. Uh, I'm not shut down now. It's pretty sad. They, they, I don't think they're yeah. wrestling there anymore. Yeah, uh, their last show, I feel like they, they had a show this year, I think. Yeah, Ice Urban and Japan did like goodbye shows in October. I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so sad. <laughs> like, you look at the cage match and all of its BJW last show. Last last show at BJW. Last show for Oz Academy. <laughs> That's really depressing. Jesus. Yeah, um, yeah so, so that was recently shut down. But it was a big crowd, Um, even for early 90s standpoint, uh, for Joshi Wrestling. I think this is the biggest show of the year by far. Uh, Fans-wise, I think the second would be Ode Award, which is, you know, leaps and bounds smaller than this. Uh, and yeah, so basically, let's just jump right into it. The show starts with the typical introductions. You know, um, everybody comes out, everybody, you know, gets announced, their matches get announced. Uh, an interesting point of, an interesting fact is that Bonacano came out with Bat Yoshinaga and Kyoko Inoue, while Aja Kong came out with Medusa and Bison Kimura. So after the the disillusion of um of Gokumanto. I am I suck. I'm I'm off my game today and I don't know why. Um after the dissolution of, of Gokumanto, that's how the, the group was sort of split after the atrocious um fight between Aja Kong and Medusa, they decided to team up, I suppose, and Bicekamura is obviously there too. And then Bonacano kept two of her lackeys in Kyoko Noe and Kyoko was recruited, uh, I think, in between oh, yeah. the tag match we saw on this. There was a there, they did, we didn't see this because I think it's just like on a random AJW classic, but Bull and Kyoko wrestled 
and bull one pretty easily. But afterwards, she was like, yo, Kyoko, do you want to join me? So that's how we got here. Kyoko was recruited to be the third. Yeah, what he said. Um, so, so that's that's the that's how the alignment falls there. Obviously, you get the the uh, introductions in the last introduction before they leave. It is announced that Manami Toyota will team up with Kyoko Inoue in a tag team challenge against the Marine Wolves. Manami Toyota is fighting with Kyoko Inoue at this point. Uh, Kyoko Inoue, the AJW champion at this point, and they have beef. If it wasn't clear, um, a lot of beef. In fact, that Manami Toyota jumps out of the ring, goes up to the, you know, the figurehead at AJW, and she starts screaming in his face because that's how you get something to change at your work. And she she's yelling at him. She's saying, hey, Yamada can wrestle. And Yamada's like, yeah, I can wrestle. And then he's like, you retired. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, you're no. And then, you know, it's like, obviously, I don't speak Japanese, but that's basically what happens. Um, and so basically they're all fighting, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Yamada is on her hands and knees, like crying. And then he says, no, you're teaming with Kyoko Noe. And so she teams with Kyoko Noe later in the night against Marine Wolves. Marine Wolves, home favorite from us. Love Marine Wolves. We'll talk about it a little bit later. After that, go to the little bit of the panel. You see Jaguar Yokota, Linus Asuka, and Yukari Omori all on the pre-show panel. That's pretty nice. Because they're all 80s stars, and you love to see them. I know Alex knows a lot about these three, because he's a, he's a little 80s mark. <laughs> it's putting it lightly, yeah. <laughs> and then, after that, obviously, the first match is the AJW tag title match, the Japanese women's tag title match, whatever you want to call them. The Honey Wings of Kirameda, Meida, and Mika Takahashi against Atsuko Mita and Mima Shimoda. <laughs> Um, you want me how, to like take over? We can swap if you man, want. Like, <laughs> no, the the Meta and then the Mita and then the Mika it, and the Mima. It it just all it it all jumbled. I'm already not oh, good at pronouncing things. Uh, how did you feel about this match? Because I know we both really enjoyed it. Um, I think my expectations were set a little bit higher because I really like Mika Takahashi, uh, especially, but I didn't think she did a lot in this match. I think my main takeaway was that. Um, Atsuko Mita was so over. What the hell? Like, I remember she got tagged in and the crowd just started screaming. And, like, I was like, what is this? Like, I've never, I never knew she was this over. Like, they lost their shit for her. Um, and that was kind of the main part of the match because the rest of it was like really slowly worked until the finishing stretch. So, like, the, the, the match itself wasn't as good as I was expecting given all four people, but. You know, I was still kind of blown away by Atsuko Mita. And it's also insane to see LCO being so meek because they're they were just so timid. And I'm like, these are two of the most violent brawlers that Joshi has seen. And uh, they're just so like meek in this match. It's so strange. Yeah, it's, it's quite funny. Every time that they team up, leading up to them actually becoming LCO is kind of just like an interesting look at like them as babies because like you know what the tag team eventually becomes and you know that they become likely one of if not the greatest tag team of all time and in my opinion at least and it's it's just insane to see them just be like you know the the you know hot shot not even rookies but the hot shot young talent who are facing the you know slightly older honey wings uh yeah like like you said it was uh, more slow than I was expecting personally um the the first few minutes was just the honey wings you know 
uh, subbing or submission, stretching the hell out of out of Shimoda. One thing that I really enjoyed was that that tag sequence, which you you mentioned how uh, Mita got tagged in, and the way that that happened was basically uh, Meta went for a a rolling leg lock, and she threw uh, Shimoda too far to the point where she just bounced all the way to the corner and tagged. <laughs> Atsuko in. I was like, that is the most like creative like way to get a hot tag. Because it's like it never, you know, she never like got to fight back out of it. And I feel like you don't need to every single time. So she just like got through thrown. Like imagine a beal, except it's not a beal. It's just a leg. T- it's a whole thing. But and so she just gets thrown and she like fumbles into the corner and then Atsuko gets tagged in. It's a huge pop. It's wonderful hot tag. It's all. It's it's great. Um. Yeah, I I would say that Mika Takahashi, even though, like you said, she wasn't as, you know, prominent in this match, she did do a really, really good job. I really liked her intensity here. Uh, Itsuka Mita, absolutely killer. Um, I think one of the best fundamentalists, like, in early, like, in from what we're watching, she's one of those wrestlers who's, like, she's got the basics down better than almost anybody. Like, she's just, she is very fundamentally technically sound and she's very good at what she does and obviously she will go on to be even better at what she does later on um and that actually ends up getting her the win because Atsuko Mita pins Kaeru Meta for the tag belts with the Northern Light Suplex this is the last belt that the Honey Wings will ever win and that's really depressing because the Honey Wings rule um I don't think that I, I preface that enough I think that they are really really good um especially you know matches that we've seen before uh, they were in like an eight man a few months ago and I think that they're really, really good. It sucks that, you know, they, they sort of, like, fade away in the next year or so. Um, but that's mostly Kiaru's fault, because she, she wanted to leave. So she wanted to join the, the new Lucha Libre group that had opened up. So And Takashi retired in 91. So I suppose they both were on the way out anyway, you know? Man, now I'm depressed. Because I Why? forgot about that. I was like, I was like <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot Kiaru just leaves. <laughs> like... Yeah. Yeah, so that kind of. She's sucks. always been like that, though. She spent like a couple years with that ULL thing, and then she went on to Gaia, and then from Gaia it was. I assume she went to like Oz or Sendai, and now she's with Marvelous. Like she just kind of floats about because she's so cool. <laughs> she she just she just goes wherever little she wants because she's the Wanderer. If you know that song, it's a good song. Um, yeah. So this obviously sad to see the Honey Wings go, but this is the first ta- of many tag team titles for LCO. They hold this into next year, which we will get into next year. Um, there's an exchange of words after the match. Uh, Shimoda looks like she wants to hug everybody, whereas the <laughs> other three want to beat the shit out of each other. Um, I'm not really sure what happened there, because like legit, like Shimoda like went in for a hug, and um, Kiro hugged her, and then Kiro just death stared at <laughs> death stared at Mita, and I was just like, okay, so they don't like each other. And then Mika Takashi's yelling on the mic at them, and I was like, okay, she isn't like that. And it's just like I don't know what the fuck's going on. Um, but yeah, it was a fine match. Uh, I really enjoyed it. The you know it was a good opener. And I think that did what it needed to do, so to speak. Uh, any other thoughts, Alex? Um, none really. No, I think we've we've covered it. Okay, now it's time for my specialty: shoot boxing with Bat Yoshinaga and Kiyoru Ito, two goats of this business, two legends of this business, two awesome, awesome people. Um, uh, going into this, I don't know if you if you ca- caught this, but Kiyoru Ito looked way too chill. 
in her pre-match tape. Like, she's just standing there like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to fight. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited. I'm just like, dude, you're going to die. You can't just like, like, she's like, why are you so nonchalant about this? Like, have you seen what's happened to other people in your position? <laughs> like, she was just like, like, I don't know, just her face was just so like, yeah, it, it, I'm, I'm excited to fight. You know, it's like really like, like just docile, just chill. And I'm just like, you need to like figure out what the fuck you're going to do here. <laughs> and she did. Somehow, she did surprisingly well. Um, she obviously didn't win because Bat Yoshinaga doesn't lose. But this was probably the closest fight that Bat has ever had up to this point. Uh, and it was probably one of the better fights in general like to watch. Because Kiro Ito just took a lot of shit. And she surprisingly got a lot of signature shots out. Even if she didn't, you know, really rock Bat that much. She did have a very good showing in, you know fighting against Bat Yoshinaga terms. So I really enjoyed it. Uh, it ended in a decision, which I'm sure Alex was very happy to watch a bunch of a bunch of fighting for like 20 minutes and it to just end with nothing. Um, but it didn't end with nothing, actually, because Bat went up to the corner and said, Hey, Yoda, or Hey, Hoda. I called her Yoda, I know. Hey, Hoda, I want to fight you. And that match sounds so fun. Like, dude, like, Bat Yoshinaga versus Yumika Hoda, I don't know if I'll be able to find it, but that sounds like such a good fight, such a good match, whatever, whatever they end up having. I, like, that sounds so fun. Um, So, yeah, this this match was, was a good shootboxing fight for what it was. I enjoyed it. Alex, how did you feel? Um, you know, it was it was entertaining to watch because it was a lot closer than a lot of them, and I think... Uh, Kyoru Ito really was a kind of a good fighter. I think her main issue was that she she lacked uh, stamina. So like after the first round, she was noticeably tired, and Bat was able to just knock her about. But before that, it was a pretty even fight with both of them just kind of throwing a lot of really good punches. So while it it was a bit long, and well, I think Bat dominated the back half like the the start of it was entertaining enough and Kaoru did do a good job of actually fighting back against Bat which we haven't really seen before but uh yeah it's there's this is this, you know a limit on how much I can enjoy these kind of matches because if I really wanted to see this I'd probably watch MMA but I really do not like MMA so here we are I'm a wrestling fan you know you see, Alex, this is what's wrong with you, and this is what's wrong with the fans of this business. They don't appreciate when two wrestlers go out there and put their... I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, WWE heel promo, huh? <laughs> you people! You people! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is... <laughs> this is also the, the first time that I've seen Bat Yoshinaga, like, show respect to her opponent after the match. Uh, she went up to Kiro Ito, and she was like, dude, you killed it. Like, and she like raised her hand, like they shook hands, they bowed. Uh, obviously bat isn't like a, you know, a cocky, like asshole. Like she like, isn't, but she usually doesn't do that much of a display of, of respect, especially cause she's a heel. Um, you know, she's a part of bulls click. So it's like, she, that's not really something that she does, but after she got all of her heelish, um, essence out against Hoda by screaming at her and all of that shit, um, she did go on to shake Tiro's hand and, you know, like, do all that nice, you know, fanfare type shit. And I I thought this was a pretty good, pretty good shootboxing fight. And the next next match, I don't know how I'm going to cover it because it was so fast and I didn't know, like, 
three of the people win it, and there was just eliminations every second. An elimination tag team match featuring EMLL girls as well as AJW girls. It was a collab match, and here is me reading off the names, and this is going to be very painful. Uh, so it was Hypercat, La Diabolica, Mayumi Yamamoto, and Miura Kamea versus Esther Marino, Narita Tenno, Takako, Takako Inoue. <laughs> I was at the one I mix up. And then um, Hamada, because I forget. <laughs> Wait, will you say it for me, Alex, please? Her, her, I have no idea. Her name starts with an X. Like, you can like, fuck off. <laughs> like, no, I know how to... Cause, hmm. Mm. I'm just gonna call her Amada. Like, I'm sorry. This is very rude, and I, I, I love you. Shoot, you were very good. If you're the person I think you were, uh, but yeah, and Hamada. It was a big collab match. Um, the first appearance of Alex's girl, um, Takako Inoue. Even though she debuted in 1988, uh, we haven't really seen many of her matches because you know AJW Classics doesn't really put a lot of undercard stuff, and she was still on the undercard at this point. Uh, so yeah, it's it's good to see her, even though she, you know, wasn't doing a ton. Uh, and yeah, this this was a very like fast match. It was sort of hard to keep track of. Um, good lucha things happened. Um, Alex, do you have any any comments? Because I I was just like, what is happening? This is insane. I love this. What the fuck? And like that that was pretty much all my notes. So how did you feel about this match? <laughs> uh, my first thought was uh, this is the first time I've ever heard of Mayumi. Yamamoto. <laughs> I have watched a lot of AJW, and I've never heard of this girl in my life. Um, and predictably, she was eliminated in like a minute, so <laughs> it didn't matter. Um, but uh, yeah, as you said, like it was a really fun match, and I was very, very happy to see Miura Kamiya uh, get the win. She pinned three people in a row because she kicks ass. Um, I love Kamiya, and I wasn't expecting her to win, especially against Tatano, but that's a great result. And uh, yeah, it was a great match. The Luchadors are so incredibly talented. Like, Esther Marino is such a treat to watch in the ring. Uh, La Diabolica is pretty good as well. Like, the, the Lucha Girls are really good. And then, obviously, like, Tatano is great. Inoue is good. Camille uh, is great. And then, well, yeah, Yamamoto was out in a minute, so it doesn't really matter about her. You, but, uh, you, know, yeah. you know, Alex, it's sort of funny that you pinpoint uh, Yamamoto as somebody that you've never heard of before. When she has been in like the third most matches of anybody on our timeline. Really? She has been no in way. a bunch of, but, but she's been in the shoot fighting ring. Uh, she oh, was man. one of Bat's first uh, knockouts. And then she also faced uh, Saki Hasegawa. I believe she lost Saki Hasegawa. Um, and so, yeah, like she, she's been on the show multiple times. Cause I was like, I know what you mean. I just remember her name very well. I don't know why. And it's because I love shoot boxing and that's what she was a part of. Uh, yeah, like you said, it was a very good like sprint. Um, one thing that we, we were talking about before the show started and, you know, at this point, some of my friends started watching with me and <laughs> there were two pins at the same time inside the ring. <laughs> and this is not like it, it's not a tornado match. Like, and I, like, you know, there's no like Joshi has obviously very, very like soft tag rules but like that just seems like that's not how that works like i don't know <laughs> like even even yeah. the, like regardless of like the the really like limited rules that just seems kind of like i don't know if that's how that would works because it's like it was two it was two pins from opposite teams so it wasn't even like a <laughs> like a visual pin and they both got the pinfall you know what i mean like it wasn't like one of those pwg like visual pins that rick knox used to do it was like actual like important pinfalls Happened at the exact same time, 
at least two of them weren't legal. And I don't know the fuck. But yeah, uh, you know, when you mix Lucha with Joshi, uh, tag rules do not exist at that point, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it's uh, there was there was no point in trying to to have organization to this match. Like it was it was always going to be crazy. Um, and yeah, the the two pins at once really solidified that. But yeah, it was it was fine. I I enjoyed it. It was a bit all over the place. Um, if you love all over the place Lucha Joshi matches. Go out of your way to watch this one, because this is exactly what you kind of like, bro. Uh, and then the next match uh, is Bison Kimura and Medusa. Michelli. Michelli. And Medusa. I yeah, I'm, I always, like, I wrote down her last name, and I'm like, I remembered not to write down her last name, because I can't read, you know? Like, it's just, like, one of those issues. Uh, <laughs> against Mariko Yoshida and Yumika Hoda. Uh, this match should have been really good, because I really, really enjoy three of the four wrestlers in it issue is is that the entire match was basically revolving around Medusa and Yoshida for no real reason <clears throat> like and this is no offense to Yoshida but she was a bit younger she was the youngest one in this match at this point uh and i i thought oh if this is a Yumika Hoda versus Bison Kimura match with tags that's really really good that's going to be pretty dope um but it wasn't it was it was Medusa beating up Mariko Yoshida and that sort of took away from the match but the, the instances that I really did like were with Bison Kimura and with Yumiko Hoda, um, as is expected, because I am a Yumiko Hoda mark, and I also really, really like Bison Kimura. Uh, I don't know if that's what you took away from this match, but that's that's sort of my immediate like uh, note on the match. Uh, you failed to mention the best part, which is that uh, Yoshida had her arm taped up, so Bison Kimura just bit the tape because she is the best to have ever done it. <laughs> like I don't know if you just missed it entirely, but Bicycle was just like, ah, I see you're injured. Let me bite. I it. did not see and that. Like, I wish I did. Bicycle <laughs> thing to do because she is the goddamn best. Um, but yeah, I think you're being a bit harsh on the match. Like I thought it was okay. I thought it was the best we've seen from Medusa in AJW. I thought she fit the Jungle Jack style quite well. Like she, she is quite tall, which helps her be a menacing heel. Um, so I, like I didn't think it was that bad. I thought it was okay. I thought the pace was pretty good as well. Um, and I just like it was a the whole point of the match was to get Bison to win because obviously she's in your main event program, so she needs to get some wins. And like it did the job of that by having her pin Yoshida, who at that point could take pinfalls and not really lose anything. That's true. Um, and and like I said, I did really enjoy, especially the Bison Kamara parts. I think Medusa, uh has the uh has the medusa complex so to speak um where it's like so and it's very funny how like timeline wise this this lines up with uh the the woman from stardom and how she joined the heel group and now it's like oh well now she can just do heel things and it will like mask i i think the the most noticeable thing about medusa here that i didn't like was that she was just really bad at selling which is why she didn't sell much because it because she's a big heel baddie against you know uh a younger wrestler so it was pretty good like it didn't look like she didn't look bad in this match but like i said bison kimura and yumika hoda were really like what i loved about this match at one point uh medusa like did a taunt on the apron and hoda just enzu lariated the shit out of her like that was like to the to the back of the head, just like fucking hit. It was great. Like that looked beautiful. And Medusa just fell off the ring. Like what the fuck? It was great. Um, and then Bison Kimura got the win 
with um did you see this an overhand chop she just slapped the I shit mean, yeah. out of yoshida <laughs> like that's it like she just decided like she kali like chopped her on the fucking face and that was it like she just like it wasn't even like a shote it was like she just like it was insane. Like she, just, you know, she just crumbled and she pinned her, and it was a clean three. And that was just sort of insane. I, I, I did really enjoy the finish. Um, obviously, anytime Hoda's Hoda's losing, I'm upset. Uh, so, but I can't be too upset here because Bicycle is also pretty dope, and she goes on to do very, very important things next year and even later in the show. So that's 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 the ins and outs of that match. Uh, but can we mention Medusa's hmm. pro? After was her oh yes once again yes i don't know what they were giving this woman before she did interviews but she was on it and on a lot of it because she told hoda and yoshida to go retrain as proctologists and i have no idea why but it was the best thing i've seen on this show because coked up uh medusa is apparently the best thing in wrestling i don't know See, it's it's funny because I almost jumped over that, but my last note is in bold. Medusa is still coked out of her mind. <laughs> I don't know why I almost missed that. So thank you for reminding me. Because uh, yeah, that was that was insane. Like even the the pre match, it was really funny. And I I saw this pre match like a few months ago because I was like just watching like a bit of this match. I didn't watch most of it, but I watched this pre match a few times a few months ago, and it was just Medusa screaming, and then Bison being like. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna beat the shit out of them. It's, it's gonna be cool. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm yeah. I'm I'm teaming with Medusa now. If you couldn't see, and then Medusa's like, I'm gonna kill, but uh, Stories. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna beat them. I'm gonna I'm gonna slap him in the face. I'm gonna bite them. And it's like that that was the difference of demeanor. And it was just it was, I I do really like Medusa's like uh, promos, even though they're really bad. They're just so good. <laughs> like it's it's absolutely it's it's wild. I love that shit. Um. Next is a match that Alex did not watch, but I did, because uh, it was an all-males match. Uh, it was for the UWA Tag Titles, which at this point was a part of a promotion in Mexico. So, it, you know, now now it's with, like, it was with DDT for a while. It was with Oz Academy, I think. Like, it that... Those trios belts have been everywhere, um, but at this point, they were a bunch of loose stuff. So it was Los Brazos versus Gran Hamada, Kendo, and Yoshihiro Asai. Yoshihiro Asai, of course, goes on to be Ultimo Dragon. Um, this match, obviously I told Alex he didn't have to watch it because it wasn't really a Joshi match. It's not really important. It's more of like a, a offer match, but it was really, really good. Um, the guys I was watching it with said this was one of their best matches that they enjoyed um, like the most. And for good reason, because I think that everybody did really, really good. Uh, there was a, a big, a big Brazos. Basically, the Brazos means like the like uh, war arms, you know, like the arms of what it literally means the arms. And so like one of them is the silver arm. One of them is the golden arm. One of them. It, whatever. Um, but the silver guy was very, very big. He was quite a big boy. And he went crazy in this match. He was so good. He 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 knew how to hit it. You know, like, he, he had all the charisma in the world. He was like Otis, you know? You know Otis? Me? Yes. You know Otis? Yes, of course, yeah. Yes, yes. He was like that, except, you know, he had a mask on, and he was 
from 30 he years ago. Jiggle and rub his belly and shit? Like his, yeah, his kind of. Rub. And like he, he did the pose. And it, like, he, like he was just, he was vibing, bro. And then he did, at one point, he did a tope. And I was like, I did not expect to see him do that. Because he's like 300 pounds. Um, so yeah, it was it was a pretty fun match. Uh, you know, Ultimo, or, you know, Yoshihiro. Yoshihiro he did really, really well. Uh, Grand Hamada did really, really well. Kendo didn't do a ton, but he was, he's, he's Kendo. So he's great. It was a all around really good match. I think that was really fun to watch a little bit of Lucha. Um, you know, a little bit of a break from the like, you know, gritty, beautiful, wonderful Joshi wrestling that we all love. It was a bit of a break from that. And yeah, uh, you know, Los Brazos won. Uh, they did a they did a promo, and uh, the Silver Dude continued to beat the Goat. And yeah, that that's all I have to say about that. It was a good match. If you want to watch it, you should watch it. Uh, it's a good little toe dip into um, Lucha, if you'd like. And yeah, um, Alex, do you have any words on a match that you did not watch? Uh, I am glad that they did good Lucha things. Correct. Okay, so now we're into the two main events of the evening. This is going way quicker than I expected. But the the next two matches have a lot to talk about. And I, I don't know how excited you are to talk about this one. But I'm really excited. This is the 3WA World Tag Team title match between Marine Wolves, Suzuka Minami, and Akira Hokuto, and Minami Toyota and Kyoko Inoue. So, so y'all remember when I said that Yamada, she retired. She'll come back in a few months. But she retired, and she wanted to wrestle tonight, but she couldn't because, you know, the, the big boss man was like, no. Not the big boss man. The, the boss guy, the, the, the president. You get what I mean. He's not the big boss man. He's just an old Japanese guy. Um... <laughs> And so, like, yeah, he refused to let Yamada wrestle. But what he allowed her to do was be the special guest referee of this match. And when you think about it, I don't know who the hell decided this was a good idea. Because, I don't know if you remember, but Marine Wolves made fun of Yamada when she got injured and had to retire. Uh, <laughs> they bullied her after That's she had to retire. That's yeah, yeah, exactly. Call makes so much sense now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, so I, I'm not sure if they were also the ones who injured her, but I remember that after she got she had to retire, <laughs> the Marine Wolves made fun of her at, after the match and was like, "You're a loser. You get like it was like," and I was just like, "Jesus Christ!" Um. So yeah. So and she's also the tag team partner and good friend of Manami Toyota. So. I don't know what y'all expect to happen, but it happened. Uh, Marine Wolves are out there with um, Power Ranger gear on, and I really liked it. It was really, really cool gear. Um, how, like, am I am I wrong? Like, that was dope ass gear. I know that they use it a few times, but I love that gear. Yeah, I mean, they looked great. Yeah, uh, like Akira Hokuto always had cool gear. Like even the even before the Dangerous Queen look, which is one of the best looks in wrestling history, she still looked pretty great. And uh, yeah, the Marine Wolves gear went hard. Also, Toyota, Toyota, Toyota. <laughs> I cannot pronounce any basic name today. I'm gonna, I'm gonna mess up Alex in five minutes, so I apologize. <laughs> um, Toyota and Hokuto's feud is continuing from throughout the year. Uh, there was obviously the Japan Grand Prix incident, and then after that, Hokuto still had beef with Toyota because, of course, she did. Um, all around, this match felt very, very big. It felt like a really big deal. Um. With Yamada as the ref and with Marine Wolves and their Marine Wolves gear and, you know, uh, Kyoko Noe and, and Minami Toyota having beef. 
Uh, and speaking of that beef, that's actually played directly into the beginning of the match when my Manami went for her, you know, uh, beginning sprint, how she always, you know, rushes the other team and, you know, drop kicks them or beats the shab and whatever. She's always the first to the to the gun, right? Well, Kyokano is like, hey, what the, where the fuck are you going? She grabbed her arm. And Manami's like, what the fuck? And then Akira Okto jumps in and kills both of them. And so it, it great, great beginning to the match. Uh, and it really showed, like, the, the like, small beginning of, you know, Manami Toyota and Kyoko Noe, like, fum- like, just crumbling as the match goes on. I thought that was a really, really fun story that, that unfolded. Uh, and then, you know, all that miscommunication was really fun. And it led to Akira Okto beating the shit out of um, Manami Toyota and... And Kyoko Noe. At one point, uh, in on on the show that we watched, uh, the commentary was a bit all over the place because there was two commentary feeds happening on the same time, and it was very hard to keep track of even like small things. But and I doubt you heard this, Alex. There was at one point a commentator said "Suplex Machine Akira Hokuto," and I believe that Taz stole his whole ass gimmick from Akira Hokuto. I mean, if you're gonna, uh, you know, steal, you might as well steal from the best. I mean, yeah. But, like, I, I don't know why I just, like, picked that out of the commentary, but I heard them say, Suplex Machine, Akira Hokuto. And I was like, what? Like, Did she really that's... just do a Japanese accent? Oh, no. No, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. It didn't happen. Sure? I, I said it. I said it. Let's move on. Um. So, Suplex Machine, Akira Hokuto... Uh, is the reason why Taz is the human suplex machine because he stole her her whole her whole bit, um, you know, her, her whole fucking flow, if you will. Um, let's move on, Alex. Let's come on. Got to move forward. Anything. I don't anything. Got it. We got to move forward. Um, okay. yeah. So the first the first fall of this match was really really fun. It was all, you know I feel like Carol Hokuto is really good at just like getting heat and just like beating people up and it's just like even like in the beginning it's really interesting really fun to watch. Um, and then. Who would have thought Yamada goes for the cricket call and gives Inoue and Toyota the first fall? Because of course she did. What the hell did you expect, bro? So basically, Kyoko Inoue just like went for a pin off of nothing, like a little like body splash. And Akira Hokuto's shoulders are up the entire time. <laughs> but Yamada just calls the three. And then they're like, yeah, yeah, you, you, you lost a fall. That that's how this happens, bro. And that was it. Like I know you like like how how did obviously you didn't really know like the so how did you feel when you watched that? Because I know the people I was watching with was like, what the fuck just happened? Like what? Like what? So yeah. Yeah, I mean, as somebody who's watched a lot of uh, the older AJW, like it was so common for pins to kind of be like you think their shoulders are up, but they counted anyway because they're like, oh. There was an inch of the shoulder on the ground. That doesn't count. So I was kind of like, oh, maybe it was one of those. Or like they did it where like sometimes the referee just wouldn't see it. So I thought it was one of those kind of finishes. But then as soon as you said uh, earlier that Yamada was the ref, I was like, oh, it makes a ton of sense now. Like that, that makes way more sense. Yeah, it was it was pretty dope. I, I found that hilarious. Like I popped so hard when that happened. Like I was so excited because obviously we're both we're both big Yamada guys, and just like <laughs> her just doing whatever the fuck she wants, just be like, "Yep, uh, that's that's Kyoko's fault." Uh, you know, uh, they're they're gonna win. Uh, and yes, that that's how that happened. And and then the Marine Wolves like go to their corner and just like, 
hey, what the fuck just happened? Like, it, like everybody was just like, and even Minami Toyota was like, that wasn't really cool. Like, what the hell? Um, and it was it was just really really fun. Uh, and then after that, a double well not after that it was a few minutes later a double missile drop kick and an assist assisted moonsault uh tied things up for mean rolls because they just murdered I forget if it was Manami or Kyoko at this point they murdered them with the with the double drop kick I loved that spot uh they went to two corners and they just drop kicked the shit out of her head it was great um so it's tied up and <laughs> it's sort of funny it's kind of sad actually how like Manami Toyota and Kyoko Noe like um. They're so, not so bad, but they are so, like, at that level where it's, like, they get only one fall in this match, and it's because Yamada just decided to fuck over the Marine Wolves, and then they just get their asses beated, beat for the rest of the match. Uh, I found that really funny. Uh, there was a spot that I sort of missed, but I remember seeing that, like, Kyoko Noe hit uh, Manami Toyota with a weapon on accident. Do you, do you recall that? I don't, I, I, like, I saw it in the corner of my eye, but I was, like, taking notes at that point, and I just, like, didn't catch it. Yeah, that was what led to the second fall. Basically, Toyota mm-hmm. was kind of on top, and Kyoko very clearly had the chair for a while, so they set up to have Kyoko hit, I think it was Hokuto, maybe, with the chair, but she missed, and she just hit Toyota, and then the Marine Wolves were just like, right, well, we're just going to pick Toyota apart here, because Kyoko didn't really come back in to try and help her after that, so that led to the second fall. So it was miscommunication, dooming them again. Yes, and they continue to, you know, turmoil. Then after that fall, uh, Kyoko gets in the ring and is like, hey, you okay, Minami? And then Minami hits the shit out of her, just starts slapping her. And then, Ko- then Kyoko's like, bitch, I'll beat you up. And it was like a whole, it was a whole kerfuffle. And that was really fun. Um, And then you see, like, Mima Shimoda getting up on the apron, like, hey, can you guys, like, chill, please? Calm down. Yeah? And it was just like, <laughs> yeah. Um... So then they, you know, they calm down and then they start fighting again. At one point, everybody in the match is a tope, which is pretty fun. Um, except for Suzuka Minami. I'm pre- Wait, no. Suzuka Minami also did a tope. <laughs> I don't know who the first person to get tope was, but all of them did a tope. Um, and yeah, that was really fun. Uh, it was really just a, you know, all-out break, like is a lot of uh, Marine Wolves matches during the last, like, sequence. Um, a lot of crazy shit. And then it, um, oh yeah, at one point there was a lot of submission work by the Remolds too, and one thing that I just wanted to point out was at one point, I said at one point a lot, at one point Akira Hokuto got Minami Toyota in a Dragon Sleeper that looked insane, like, Minami Toyota obviously is a very flexible, very, you know, like, just all of that, and she got bent so far that, like, her head was about to touch the ground, like, on the backwards, like, it was just insane, and, you know, because Akira Hokuto's an insane person. She's just keeping it in for like four minutes, and it was insane. Uh, again, things break down a little bit, and Hokuto finally pins Kyoko Noe with the Northern Lights Bomb, the first time that is used as a finisher, if I'm correct. And yeah, uh, they retain the belt. Um, how did you feel about this match? Because I loved it. Um, I thought it was good, but I thought that it wasn't, like, superb, you know? Because I think down the, the final fall, I think it, came, it got a bit too heavy on Marine Wolves just kind of dominating. I thought, like, they could have cut a few minutes off that and got down to business. Like, it was just them beating up Manami Toyota for a little bit too long towards the end. But, like, this was still a pretty good tag match. Like, the Marine Wolves are incapable of having a bad match. 
Toyota is killing it in 1990, and I mean Kyoko was Kyoko, so like there's a high floor for this. But I don't think it was like a great match. Like I don't think I'll go back and watch it, but it was still pretty good. And uh, I don't think Hokuto pinned Toyota at all. So that kind of continues that thing where it's like Toyota's just like, haha, I beat you more than you beat me. That's true. Um, I I I can get what you're you're saying, but I think that the stories. Th- throughout this match really like made it for me um and you're right i don't think akira oh akira was akira I'm the one sure who pinned? it was suzuka minami the pin it was suzuka, yeah, yeah, yeah. um the thing that really made it interesting is that a lot of these older joshi matches what happens is like especially in the two out of three falls ones um there's a kick out of three which and that's just common in all of the older joshi matches that you know somebody can kick out of three and that's just how it works thing is is that with yamada on call you know as the ref she it made it so that the, the Marinos had to get a decisive pinfall on their opponents twice, you know, because like obviously like just like and that's just me like you know being a over analyst type person, um. But you know you look at it, Akira Hokuto didn't even need her shoulders on the mat to get pinned, whereas you know if if Yamada is not going to call a, a three kickout for you know Marine Wolves, you go know I mean, so it's like it's very interesting that like Marine Wolves had to decisively pinned their opponents twice and they did and that really made marine rules look really really strong while it also didn't like make uh the other two manami toyota and kyoko noi look bad in any way um on top of that there was yamada and the wolves you know it was just like with that like story from months ago from our first episode or our second episode you know one of the first ones um that story like playing out a little bit more uh i i feel like this and like you said Toyota and hokuto continuing to um, for their story, I felt like this was a really, really good, just story-driven match. And also, Marine Wolves are really, really good at wrestling. Namto is really good at wrestling. Kyoko Noe is really good at wrestling. So it was a really good wrestling match. That's that's my over and under about it. Uh, the story really sent it over the top for me. Uh, probably not as good as that one Fire Jets Marine Wolves match, because I will never stop loving that match. But this was a really, really fun match. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Like, it's... Uh... Like for 1990, this was definitely high end wrestling, and like the the Marine Wolves, just as I said, they're incapable of having a bad match. Like they are just an incredible team, but it's not on the level of one of the best of their kind of matches we've seen. Yeah, that, that, that's that's a good way to put it, because you know, like I said, I've I've seen better Marine Wolves matches, but I don't think that this was bad by any means. I think this was really really good. Um, obviously, I keep like percentage scores. You keep stars because you're a Meltzer Mark. Um, and my my percentage on this was around eighty three percent. You just what caught that. No, sir, man. Yeah, what? yeah. He just caught that. <laughs> what? Why would you say this? Because I I don't know. I like starting shit. That you know is, how I am. That is some slanderous bullshit, dude. Right there. After I, watching, I'm... after watching what? three hours of Joshi wrestlers start shit with people for no reason. I just start shit. I just, you know, it's learned behavior, bro. Like, literally, after every match, they're like, hey, I fucking hate you. And it's like, Jesus, like, it was just a match. Calm down. <laughs> so that's that's how that's how I'm, I'm going to become. Because, you know, learn behavior. You know, learn from the best. Learn from the best, Alex. But yeah, uh, <laughs> I rated this one like an, right, okay, like an 80. If you want to be the heel, go ahead. <laughs> yo, yo, that would be the worst. Like, real life. Yeah, that's the most yeah. stupid shit. Like, imagine if somebody who hosted a podcast was... Wait, there are those people. Like, those people exist. <laughs> JD. 
Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, like Jesus Christ. No, I just like. I, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just like fucking with you because this is just funny. But, but no, I, I ain't no heel. I'm, I'm a tweener if anything. But I rated this one. Bitch ass Kigetsu fan. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Two can play this game, bitch. <laughs> I rated this match 83%, which is like the fifth or sixth most highest rated thing of this year. Um, so yeah, that, that means it's pretty fucking good. Alex, I'm not talking to you for another... Okay. Actually, I need to talk to you in because it's the main event. So the main event is a 3 is a 3WA world title match inside of a cage. This time, there is no ghetto to ruin it. Like the Saitama cage match, because I will never forget that fucking shit. Uh, there's no, there's no ghetto. There's no referee. Only escape the cage. There is no pinfalls, um, which usually is a bit of like a cop out. But in this match, it really added to it a lot. Um, similarly, you know, Bolnik. Oh, I didn't even say who was in it. It was Bolnikan versus Aja Kong. If you couldn't tell, you know, one of the most famous Joshi matches of all time. If like you, you know, get a clue. Come on now, you listen to our podcast. Uh, so so basically, Aja has, has her two seconds in Medusa and Bison, whereas Bull has her two seconds in Annoy and Bat, and they play a huge role into this match, and I really, really liked it. Um, There's a lot of outside wrestling amongst the two seconds. Um, They would throw weapons into the cage, you know, uh, there was a lot of, you know, just like all of that stuff. They would try to prevent the wrestlers from getting outside of the cage. They would try to get in the cage sometimes. It was really just complete bedlam, and I really, really enjoyed that aspect of the match. I felt like it added a lot to it more than it took away, which it really easily could have taken away, because, you know, like, you see it in WWE where it's like, oh, my God, they can't escape the cage because there's a faction out there, and it's like, that gets played to death, but I feel like this, they did it really, really well, and they were one of the first first people to do it because, you know, Joshi invents everything. Um, And, yeah, th- this... This was an insane match from start to finish, man. How did like? Do you want to talk about how it started? Because I know you're a big Kong Mark, so I'm um, I'm sure you'd like to. I'm a big fan of both. Yeah, uh, I would like to mention that I I also agree with the the kind of Jungle Jack and Kokomanto kicking each other's ass outside it was such a really small touch, but so good. And I think it's because they didn't focus on it. You know, like they weren't cutting the camera to see Medusa hit a body slammer, and like it was just happening. It was just bedlam, and it felt like they were. You know they were going to war so that the, the two figureheads could go at it in the ring in an as equal a match as possible, and I thought it was a great touch. Um, I liked how they started. They started early, like uh, Bull didn't even get into the ring, and Aja was out trying to get her, which is always a good thing. I really like when wrestlers don't just wait for their opponent to get in the ring, just like now nah, I'm going to beat you up now. Um, and then there was a nice bit where Aja was like as a toss bull into the chairs and was like, right, I'm done now. And Bull was like, no, you want to play these games? And she like reefed her out of the cage and threw her into some chairs and was like, whatever you can do, I can do better. I am Bull fucking Nakano. Don't try this shit with me. It was so good. It established Bull as just the biggest badass, like straight away. Because as it was like, nah, I'm done now. And Bull was like, no, you're not fucking done. Get back here. It was so good. Yeah, I like, I don't know. Like, brawls are very hit or miss. Uh, in wrestling in general, but I feel like Joshi brawls usually hit, especially back in the day. They usually just like hit very, very hard. Um, Bull and and Aja are obviously two of the best of all time, so it's not hard for them to do good at things. Uh, but this was really fun. Uh, like you said, they were fighting on the outside for quite a while, and then 
um, Aja and Bull both get back inside the ring. And uh, something that I was popping for hard was Aja hitting a dozen Yurikens, a dozen backfists yes. on Bull Nakano. Yes. And just over and over and over again. And Bull is just bleeding so intensely, like so profusely after these backfists that made you feel like, Haja's just like, like she's pummeling her. Like she's not just like hitting her. She is pummeling her like to a bloody pulp. Like this is insane. And that's not even like the most bloody shit in this match. Like that was a very, very like, that was a good start, but it wasn't over. Cause you know, after a while, like I said, Noe and Bat start throwing in, you know, nunchucks and like big ass pipes and shit. And just, you know, uh, Bison throws in a, a trash bin as, you know, Kong really liked to use. And, uh, and, <laughs> And Bolnikano just starts hitting Aja with everything. Like, Bison tries to throw in the bin, and Bol just catches it, and she's like, thanks! And she starts hitting her with it. And then, like, just it keeps going, it keeps going, and it's insane. There's a bit of a kerfuffle. Um, you know, like, they, they go back and forth a little bit. Uh, Bol, at one point, got a really hard um, nunchuck spot in. So basically, she, she wrapped the nunchucks to where the chain was, like, you know, strong together and she just stabbed Aja in the head and that's what busted her open um because you know death um and <laughs> yeah that that was fucking insane like I don't know like I just like that's one of like in matches in wrestling matches what often happens is like I'm watching it and I'm enjoying it but then there's like certain spots that I just like really notice and it's like holy shit that just happened and like she just hit her in the in the face with the nunchucks, and I was just like, "That was insane!" And then you know Kong was obviously obviously bleeding really hard. Um, after that, it got a little bit more, um, you know, like like not not formula, but it got a little bit more like streamlined, where it's like you can understand what's happening because for a while they were just you know just beating the shit out of each other, just throwing shit at each other, hitting each other, whatever. Um, and at that point, Aja started going for um for bull's thigh like in the saitama cage match um she starts hitting her in the thigh with stuff you know it's it, you know starting to work her over a little bit and then you notice in one of nakano's hands that she has scissors scissors alex and what does she do I with those scissors? scissors earlier so bull was like yeah you're you're getting payback here bitch like see, so see the thing is the thing is, is that Aja did use the scissors earlier, but it wasn't like a, you know, like, like she used them a bit. And then as, as you know, like a bit of, a bit of payback, Bull Nakano just starts stabbing her. Like not even like, not even like joke stabbing her. Like I was, I was watching it with a guy who likes deathmatch and he's like, oh yeah, like how they, how they use, how they use scissors is that, you know, like they do this so it doesn't like actually kill them. And then he's like, oh, so they're actually just trying to stab each other. <laughs> Cause that's not how you do it. <laughs> like, like cause he was he was saying that like there's like a little like way to make it so that it looks good, but they aren't actually stabbing each other because you know he's a he's a mark. Um, so that it, like <laughs> it, yeah. Uh, so that it like it like looks good, but like you know they aren't actually like straight up stabbing each other. And he's like, oh, they're not doing that. They're just stabbing each other. And I'm just like, oh, that's good to know. So <laughs> yeah, uh, Bull starts stabbing her. For for a while, it's 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 a while. It's pretty fun. Um, and it is at this point that Medusa and Bison try to get in the ring because they see that their their leader is literally getting stabbed. Um, and they want to help, but Kyoko and Bat, um, Kyoko and Bat, you know, stop them. And you know, they 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 keep 
I, I that like you said, they didn't really focus on it too much, but they focused on it enough to where it's like you know that's happening. And I thought that was a really really fun like aspect of it. Um, and then you know at, at one point they just keep throwing weapons into the ring over and over again. That like you don't even know what the weapons are. Like there's like pipes in there. There's a there's obviously like uh you know nunchucks. There's a bunch of chains. There's ropes. You know there's a few hangman spots, which I am always a big fan of. Um, when when people like hang each other in wrestling, it, it's just like a really good visual. Uh, there's quite a few of those. Uh, this was this was really just a all out brawl. This is one of my favorite matches of the year. Again, it was so fun to watch. Um, leading into the finish, they started just like hitting each other with like pile drivers and power bombs and just dropping each other on their heads just for fun. Like that wasn't even like an important part of the match. They just did it. Um, and then. In the end, uh, you know, Aja, Aja gets a little bit of, like, a, a leg up on, on Bull. She starts, like, choking her and stuff. That's when Kyoko and, um, well, Kyoko tries to climb because Bat wasn't about to climb that fucking cage. Uh, Kyoko starts climbing up, and she's trying to get in, but Manusa's stopping her and, you know, all that stuff. And then the finish is basically uh, Aja beats up Bull, and Bull's, like, sort of, like, on the ground, whatever. Oh, wait, I totally forgot to mention one part. Uh, <laughs> Bull Nakano uses the rope to tie up Aja Kong. She tries to climb the cage. Three seconds later, Aja Kong is out of her rope trap, and she takes her down from the cage. It was it was really funny. Like, I don't know if you caught this, Alex, but she spent so long, like, knotting her up in a rope, and then I was just like, I'm just going to stand up and not deal with that and just pull you back down. I found that really funny, just like in the middle of the match. That was like, yes, I'm going to tie her up. This is going to be perfect. I'm going to win this match. It's going to be dope. This is great. I, I, I'm I, the boss of the world. I know how this shit works. I'm going to win. And then Aja just stands up. And it's just like, yeah, nah. I don't I don't fuck with ropes. Um, so yeah, I, did, did you catch that? Because I, I popped really hard for that one. Uh, I did not. Uh, I God, damn it, Alex. God damn it. <laughs> it was so funny. It was so funny because literally it was it was like less than a second. Like she she spent like fifteen seconds trying to tie Aja up, and then it just like diffused like a second later. But basically, <laughs> the if you couldn't tell, I'm all over the place with this match because this match is all over the place and it was incredible and I absolutely loved it. Oh, um, we should just shuttle on to the finish, <laughs> really. Yes, that's 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 where I'm going. That's where I'm going. Uh, the little help from Kyoko Noe, who's at the top of the cage. She you know hits Aja so that Aja can't get out. Um, and then Bonacano power bombs her off the, you know, not off the top of the cage, but off the cage. And then Bonacano hits perhaps the most famous guillotine leg drop of all time. When she goes to the cage, she does a little, you know, praise thing. And then she does a huge guillotine off the top of the cage, killing Aja Kong. And then she leaves the cage because she, she, she's the boss of the world. Like, I don't know what you expect. Uh, yeah. Incredible match. Um, incredible finish. Again, one of the most famous guillotine leg drops of all time. Probably the best guillotine leg drop of all time. One of the most famous, you know, Joshi wrestling finishes of all time. Um, I, I love this match. Uh, I don't know if you share the sentiment that this is, like, absolutely amazing or not. Because, you know, but I, I fucking loved it. Um, There there are a few points that I, that I want to make. Because um, <laughs> you uh, really went for it there. Um, yeah. I loved the the story that they established early, like uh, when Azure just kept hitting those spinning back fists, and like Bull just kept getting up. But then 
when Bull got on offense, Azure tried to do the no-sell as well on the bin, but eventually she just crumbled. And I think they established straight away that like Bull is still better than Azure. And I think that's the whole point of this storyline, really, is to kind of go, Azure will be good and Azure is good, but Bull is better. Um, and I thought that those two spots really helped solidify that story because from there, you never really felt like a Bull was in any danger of losing. And it was just a case of like Azure trying her damnedest to get a win. Um, so I liked that story. Um, as you said, this was just a violent brawl. I think these can sometimes be like pretty bad. Just look at any Attitude Era main event where they just kind of throw fists all the way through the crowd and it's pretty shit. Um, but this was just chaotic. And like the the aura that the two of them had, even though Aja isn't the wrestler she'll become, she still feels like a big deal. And I think that helped. Uh, especially with all the weapon spots that they did. And I think they built really nicely to the finish because it was kind of like, well, they've thrown everything at each other. Like, what can they do to put the other one down long enough to escape the cage? So Bull doing the leg drop kind of made sense then to be like, right, this is what she has to do to put Aja down. Um, I was very worried because she almost fell. Did you notice that? Like, she, like, fell a bit backwards and, like, Rotate her arms. I was like, "Oh my god!" If she fell, like, dude, that, that cage, that cage was not meant to be stood on. Like, just straight no. up, like, like you know, like, like nowadays they they have the you know like the beams so that you can like stand on and effectively you can like you know work around it. That cage was not meant to be stood on. Um, very clearly, because yeah, she did almost fall. Um, but she didn't. Thank God. And it's funny because she almost fell, and then she she like you know did the the praying thing where she's like, okay. Let's not fall. <laughs> and it was just, and then she did it, and it was great. Um, but yeah, carry on. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like it was a great match. Uh, obviously, like it was a great brawl. It uh, it continued their story that like Aja is not yet conquering Bull, uh, which which is their long term plan with this storyline because it does go until the end of Bull's title reign. But for now, like it was a great main event. It was a great win for Bull, and she. She was quite over as well. Like I think by this point, she was firmly established as the like anti-hero babyface ace of the company, which is the perfect role for her because like the people loved her, despite the fact that she would fuck anyone up with weapons and didn't care. But I think that was part of the appeal. Um, and this cage match really let her and Azure unleash the monstrous sides of themselves, which is always fun. Um, so yeah, like I I loved it. I thought it told a great story. It fit the storyline really well. And it continued Aja's climb to finally uh you know take over from Bull, which we won't see for a while yet. But you know, this was a great kind of building block in that story. Indeed. It was a it was a, a message of things to come. And after the match, there was a lot of, you know, things that went down. Uh obviously again, we do not speak Japanese and there are no subtitles on these shows. So I am going to give you my interpretation of what happened. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, so after the match, Bison climbs into the ring, you know, tries to help Aja a bit. And she starts screaming at Bull, basically challenging her, I assume. And then, you know, challenging her to whatever. And then Kyoko jumps in and says, hey, Bull, I want to fight Jungle Jack with you. And then Bull's like, okay, cool. And then, for God knows why, Marine Wolves come out. And they're like, hey, Jungle Jack, fuck you. And then Chiyoda and Yamada come out, and they say, hey, all of you, fuck all of you. And then, you know, they start brawling. Uh, Medusa comes out, and she yells in the mic. 
I don't know why. Of she did. <laughs> it's Medusa. Yeah. And then, yeah, Medusa, Medusa, who is not a part of any of these stories, except for just being Bison's friend, Bison and Bison and Aja's friend, she jumps in, she's like, ah, and then she starts beating people up. And I was like, dude, this isn't your fight to... Whatever. And so they all start brawling. Um, It's pretty funny, but that, that does lead to a um distinct, like, you know, like, different feuds, like, growing out of this. Basically, um, from here... I know Bonacano faces Akira Hokuto for the belt um, either in December or early January. You know, I don't know if it's on our on our classics or if we're going to be able to find it. Um, but she does face her for the belt. Um, Marine Wolves faces Jungle Jack for the 3WA title, tag titles. Uh, and then, obviously, Kyoko and Bol face Jungle Jack for, like, the next year, basically. And as you were saying about the, the anti-hero that bull is i think it was very smart to put kyoko noe and bat yoshinaga with her um as like the anti-hero like group because um kyoko noe is a really good heel but she's also a pretty good face too and that sounds like oh like who cares but i feel like she's very good in that role where it's like she has the ability to work heel or work face um like early earlier in the night she was working face pretty much the entire time except for when she hit Minami with the with the chair you know that was the only real like heel aspect of it and you know the crooked ref but I think that she's really good in that role and her with with bowl is going to be very very good for Kyoko's growth as a wrestler um and you know after Grizzly retired we miss her dearly uh bowl needed somebody like that and I think that's a really really good thing uh after after all the brawling Bull picks up the mic and basically says, "Yeah, I'm I'm the best. I won. Good night. Fuck you. Bye." Um, because she's the boss of the world. She can do whatever the fuck she wants. And she leaves. And she gets interviewed. And the show closes. Uh, how did you think about the show? Because I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was it was fun. You know, like uh, the the early matches were whatever, but then it really picked up in the middle, and it led to the to the awesome climax at the end with the title match, which you know could have main evented any show of this era and you know made it a great show uh i think as far as like big shows go like it fit it did well you know what i mean like there's six thousand fans there it's it's their biggest show of the year i don't think you could be disappointed with what happened um i think it set up a lot of directions as well going into the new year because you know lco won the AJW tag belts from two people who wouldn't be in the company by the end of 1991 uh, Miori Kamiya got the win over Tatano, who also left in 91. And then, you know, the, the main event set up kind of the direction of Jungle Jack versus Gokumanto and the kind of tag feud that would we would see develop between Kyoko, Bull, Aja, and Bison. So I think as a show, it was good, but as something that, you know, built towards the next year, it was also quite good in that way. Like the, it continued the flow of the promotion pretty well. I, I agree. And I also think that, you know, obviously we watched a lot of AJW classics as like our crutch because most of these shows aren't anywhere else but there. Um, and it was really nice to watch matches that you wouldn't usually see on AJW classics. Like if we, you know, if you're we going through the through the timeline simply with that, we wouldn't have seen the Honeywings versus Atsukamita and Yuma Shimoda. We wouldn't have seen, you know, the Lucha match. We wouldn't have seen a lot of things. Um, and I feel like this show, I really enjoyed it, even though it was three hours of, of wrestling. And, you know, um, it's a lot of wrestling for some people, unless you watch, mon- you watch on Monday every week. 
I don't know how the fuck you do it. Um, I yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I think that was really nice to see. You know, some of the undercard show matches because we don't get to see them very often. Um, and unfortunately, we're gonna not get to see him for a while because um, in December, there's only like one match that I, I found so far. Uh, so that's gonna be a a fun a fun thing to to look into and figure out what we're gonna do next month. Uh, we'll probably be doing a few you know year end awards and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, so that's 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 gonna be fun next month. Uh, <laughs> trying to stretch one match out for <laughs> you know forty minutes. Uh, Is it a good match? I'm pretty sure it's Akira Hokuto and Bonacana, so it, it should be a good match. Oh fuck! Yeah. yeah, that's like the biggest um, match they have. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So you know, other than that, I'm gonna try to find some other stuff. And obviously, we have the uh, awards, but yeah, ba- back to just the show in general. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I felt like top to bottom, it was a good show. There was, again, there was nothing really like offensive about. It. There was nothing bad. There was nothing like particularly like unenjoyable. Um, obviously, that's mostly my taste. You know, like. Uh, if you are not a big fan of the all over the place tag matches, um, maybe the uh, lucha uh, elimination match isn't your speed. If you're strictly Joshi, maybe the UWA tag title match wasn't your speed. But top to bottom, I think this match was really really good, or this show was really really good. And I implore anybody to watch it if you have three hours to spare. You want to watch some really good wrestling, um, especially the the semi main and the main event. Uh, semi main, obviously it's a bit of story going into it that like, you know, for, so for me, I probably enjoyed it more than somebody who's never seen any, you know, 1990, uh, Joshi wrestling, but it was a really good match. Regardless uh, the main event is just brutal. It's absolutely amazing. I implore anybody that has ever watched wrestling in general to watch that. Uh, yeah, I, I really love this show. Um, it was nice watching it with some friends because they don't know as much about Joshi wrestling. So it's like me explaining like, oh, this is how this is. And, you know, it, it made me like think about the, the show a bit more. Um, just like explain it to them and, you know, being the, the Ted Mosby that I am and just, you know, making sure that everybody understands that I know everything about this. Um, you know, that's why we have a podcast <laughs> after all. You have that's, to show off. <laughs> yeah, that's why. I mean, that's why you have a podcast. Cause I want everybody to know that I know. I know things. Okay, I'm smart. I, I might okay. I might not. I might not know how to read names. But I'm smart. I'm like Fredo. Or Gato. Or Jada. Uh, what, what did your uh, friends think of Bull? Did her charisma instantly get over with them? or? Oh yeah, immediately. Immediately. They they were saying, similar to you, Um, they were saying that it's like, the second that they started fighting outside the cage, it felt like, oh, I need to watch this. Um, mm-hmm. And and I was like, yeah, that's that's the point. Like, because that's how Bull goes. You know, it's like, the, the second that, you know, something like starts, um, you got to watch it with Bull Nakano, especially like a singles match, um, which is also an interesting fact that like I just thought of is that I think Bull Nakano is one of the few Joshi wrestlers at this point who did way better in singles matches than she did in tag matches. And that's no offense to her tag matches, but I feel like she and it makes sense why she's the she's the world champ, because she probably was the best singles match wrestler. You know, and it's like obviously Marine Wolves are probably my favorite uh, people on the card on any card because i think that they rule like they're such good and i love tag matches and i love their matches but i think that at this point uh like most of the wrestlers were better at tag matches because tag matches are better than singles matches in my opinion like i think that's just like how i feel but i feel like bol nakano is so really really good at singles matches that she completely like takes that away where it's like oh and i think we've talked about this before where it's like i feel like a good tag match is gonna 
overshine a good singles match for me because I just really like tag matches. That's not the case for Bonacano singles matches, especially Bonacano singles matches that are as good as her versus Aja Kong. Um, but that's a bit of a tangent. And yeah, they, they were really taken aback by Bonacano. They were really into it. Like I said, the scissors spot really popped them. Um, I remember the there was this one point, um, I forget if it was in the, I think it was in the semi-main um, with Akira Hokuto. Uh, Akira Hokuto at one point just hit like such a, badass pile driver just out of nowhere and they were like yo what the fuck like they just were not expecting it and i was like yeah i love this like this is so good like i i just yeah it was really nice um showing them some some wrestling some good joshi wrestling uh and yeah it was it was overall a good show um i hope you guys enjoyed listening to us talk about it and i hope you forgive me for all the you know miss missteps that i have made in my pronunciation of things and whatnot. We're gonna we're gonna pretend like that didn't happen earlier, okay, Alex? Is that okay? No. Okay. Um. Yeah, Kirhokuto. I'm not gonna do it again. Uh. But yeah, Kirhokuto suplex machine. Um. And yeah. Uh. Any any closing remarks, Alex? Um. Yeah. I think this this show is a great way to close out uh, our 1990. I know we have one more match to go and maybe some more, but I think this match really closes the book on a very underrated year for AJW. Like, I think, obviously, the Super Show era is the area that gets the most attention because, obviously, you know, Meltzer was throwing out five stars at almost everything around that time. So it does get a lot of attention. But I think 1990 was, as we've seen, like, it was a fun year to watch, you know? Like, the wrestling isn't... There is no, you know, Yamada and Toyota against Kanzai and Ozaki. There's nothing on that level in this year but it's such a fun year just seeing them build these new stars and seeing bull nakano uh, on top of the world as the the popular champion and just in her element where she deserves to be and i think this show just encapsulated everything that made 1990 so fun for AJW, and it only gets better from here but you know i really did like you know this year for AJW. i thought it was really fun um, and I think there's a lot of wrestlers who really won me over with some of their performances in this year. Like Manami Toyota was just crazy good this year. I think, you know, as we saw in the semi-main event, she was just such a complete wrestler only like three years into her career. Um, yeah, like I think that's probably my closer is just that this is a very fun year for AJW and one that doesn't get talked about a lot. And there's a lot of underrated classics from this year um, that, you know, if you're ever doing a rewatch project you should really not skip 1990 because it is a sneaky good year and you get to see bull Nakano just at the peak of her powers really yeah you're completely right and you know obviously i said i was going to close it down but i actually have another comment after you mentioned that um i feel like 1990 was similar to like a anime's like first couple arcs in a way or like a like not even like a filler arc but just like an arc that feels like it's fun to watch and it's good and it's like there's nothing bad about it and you just really enjoy it and the stakes while the stakes are still high they are relatively low where it's like oh these matches aren't going to be the greatest you know match i've ever seen oh my god this is insane except for you know the harley saido versus kendori which you should still watch (laughs) i don't know how many times i have to mention that you gotta you gotta go watch it i'm gonna i'm gonna be gonna be hitting up all of you making sure you watch that damn match because it's really good. 
Um, but yeah, like, you know, it, it felt like it was a bit like lower stakes in the way that it's like in one piece uh, before a certain point. It was all like important, but it felt like, oh, like this is just a fun show to watch before it got super like, oh, this is like intense and insane and blah, blah, you know, it's like, and obviously I'm saying that after watching one of the most brutal, insane, you know, intense matches of the decade <laughs> with, with Bull Nakano versus Aja Kong, but it felt relatively like chill in a way that, like you said, it was really fun to watch. There was like, it was just a, a good year in general that was just like, oh, I enjoy watching this. It's a really good year to jump into it surprisingly. Cause at the, at the jump, I was like, I don't know how good of a year this is to jump in because things are pretty slow and there's not much like it's not like we're we're leading up to anything it's just we're doing this until we start leading up to things in like 1992 so you know i at first i was a bit hesitant because i was like uh, you know like the first couple of shows i was like this is a bit you know slower but then when you sit back and you like learn to just like enjoy it for what it is and enjoy it in general it's a very very fun year it's been a very very fun eight episodes to watch um, and yeah, I hope that you guys also enjoy it. Um, I believe that's it, unless you want to comment on anime, which I know that you might. Uh, if I did, I'd make a Naruto reference, and even then, it's been so long since I read it, I would, uh, I'd probably fuck it up, so. Yeah. <laughs> I, I shouldn't have even asked, I shouldn't have even asked. Uh, yeah, so, <laughs> if you want to follow the pod, go to at VTGpod on Twitter. If you want to follow me, it's XXIchiban on Twitter. If you want to follow Alex, don't because he sucks um and yeah i um, unless you unless you want to plug yourself i don't know if you do uh you, you usually don't so that's why i'm just i'm, I'm skipping over you i don't care i don't know if you're talking i'm, uh, I'm just gonna okay, keep going um, thanks. <laughs> yeah 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 thank you fuck you bye uh <laughs> oh jesus no yeah i just yeah i, I should not have said those God, words no. because that's that, that, that's that a, felt dirty just saying that yeah that was a that was a cornetism i can't oof, oof. Yeah. uh yeah, so thank you for listening. Um, I've we've really appreciated the support. Uh, we got a little bit of bumping support last month, and it was really really nice to to hear that people are listening to us because you know there's nothing more that we love than watching old Joshi wrestling, watching new Joshi wrestling on Stardom Quest, which will be out whenever it's out. Um, and yeah, um, we're actually recording this on Monday, uh, before the world ends. So hopefully, the the by Friday this isn't this isn't the last you'll hear of us. But if it is, uh, please tell your mom, please tell your dad, please tell your dog, please tell your mom's cousin's aunt, who is, you know, your grand aunt, I don't know, you know, I don't know your family tree. Uh, tell your neighbor, tell, tell your neighbor's dog, tell your neighbor's girlfriend's wife's dog, because yes, your neighbor's girlfriend's wife does have a dog. And tell everybody that you absolutely know that Victory Through Guts is the best classic wrestling Joshi podcast. I How do I... How do how do I how do I get through all of the the like family members, but I can't say classic Joshi wrestling. No idea. I literally said neighbor's girlfriend's wife, and I was like computing. My brain has been computing what that means for like five minutes now. <laughs> tell tell the rats outside and tell the raccoons in your dumpsters that we are the best classic Joshi wrestling podcast of all time in the world. We are the best. We are the best. We are the best. Ejo. E